0: Sixty-eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. If
1: you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, it is the Even Money Podcast, always presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code PODCAST1 so you cash in on the 50% sign-up bonus. Week number nine in the NFL, we are past the halfway point. He's Steve Fezik, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest at the Westgate out there in Vegas. Anybody that knows anything about sports betting knows how big of a deal that really is. At Physic Sports is the only way to get him on Twitter. But again, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest. Pretty impressive. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years Having a decent year, although I didn't have a great week again this week. I need to maybe follow the BetQL advice a little bit more. BetQL's killing it with their best bets and their algorithm. If you guys don't have that app yet, absolutely get that BetQL app on your phone. Pretty awesome. All right, Steve. So it's good news and bad news from last week. Wasn't a great week for us. You ended up even for the week. I ended up down two units, unfortunately. But both of our best bets did come through. Our first bet, we had a lot of leans earlier in in the day, a lot of leans. But our first actual bet uh, was me. I put one unit on the Chargers against the Bears, and the Chargers came through. They were getting four points. They won the game outright. So that was one unit for me. Then the Giants and Lions, we both had two units on the Giants getting seven points. And I put two units on the under 49 and a half, which got blown out of the water. Although it's kind of funny, you know, if if there doesn't end up being a backwards pass for a touchdown on the defensive end, this does not happen in the flea flicker and all that, but it did. So I pushed for the game, Steve. You were up two units. I feel like a lot of the value, Steve, in taking teams that are getting a lot of points is like late game garbage time touchdown that makes it a one score game, or even sometimes a two score game, but that you know teams like are able to get that that late score like the Giants did. Does that make sense? Because that's how we both won that bet.
2: Oh, no doubt about it. And if you look at certain um, end games, when you've got teams that can't score, you're so frustrated versus a bad team like the Giants or like Atlanta that can drive and get that final touchdown that does, should be meaningless, but um, not the way we keep score here in Las Vegas.
1: Next game was the Bucks and the Titans. The Titans were laying two and a half points. I passed it. You took the Bucs, Steve, and the old whistle got you on that fake field goal. That was a bad beat. That had to have you annoyed.
2: Well, annoyed by the bad call, but also annoyed by the fact that the Bucks won the stats. And I guess the naysayers will say, well, what do you expect that Winston was suddenly going to play a clean game? But four turnovers by the Bucks ultimately is what cost me my bet, not as much The fluky fake field goal return for touchdown that didn't count play.
1: Next game up, uh, let's get to the Jets and the Jags. Wow. I put two units on the Jets. I, I really thought they'd bounce back from the Monday night ghost disaster debacle against the Patriots. I thought if nothing else, they would play good defense. Man, was I wrong. I was getting five and a half points. They lose to the Jags 29-15, and they let Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania, light them up. I I felt like if there was one thing I could count on, Steve, is that the Jets had a pretty good defense.
2: Yeah, I think um, the team is getting demoralized with the season slipping away. And let's face it, the offensive line can't block anyone right now with their injuries. And because of that, Darnold wasn't seeing ghosts. He was getting sacked by them because um, he had no time all game long.
1: Next three games, you did not place a bet. You just leaned. I actually did put one unit down on Carolina getting points, on Arizona getting points, on Cleveland getting points. All ended up being bad bets. Carolina got blown out of the water. They were getting five and a half. They lost 51-13. Arizona Was getting nine and a half. They lost thirty-one to nine. I do want to ask you about that. It's ten six midway through the third quarter. Kingsbury goes for it on fourth and one at his own twenty nine. Now, it's ten six at the time. After they get stuffed, Saints score, and the game was kind of over at that point. Saints pulled away. Do you look at that, Steve, and say yeah, that was not very smart by Kingsbury. Or do you say, look, they end up losing 31-9. to 9. He was smart to try to keep that possession going and try to get something going on that drive because they're the underdog and they weren't as good as the Saints.
2: I think the latter. I think it's a good call. The best evidence I can give of that, if you had bet the Saints on the money line, and Arizona has fourth and one, what do you want Arizona to do? It's a no-brainer. Punt, punt the crap out of the ball. The second that you see Arizona going for it, well, yeah, you might win the game by 30 now, but your chances of losing the game go up, and I think that that's kind of intuitively obvious when you bet on the other team.
1: The Browns really weren't that bad. They lost 27-13. They ran the ball well. They were getting 12.5 points, so only lost that by a point and a half, which – could almost entirely be Freddie Kitchen's fault for his in- incompetence because I don't really even feel like the Patriots outplayed the Browns by that much.
2: You know I don't understand well, first off, I agree that the stats were equal on that game, and the Browns certainly should have covered. but I don't understand how when you have when you're an owner, how you could not recognize that you've got a coach in over his head. And you just have a meeting with them and say, look, it. you want to stay coach of my team? You're going to listen to my analytics guy who's going to tell you when to go for it and when to challenge because what you're doing doesn't work. And it's just remarkable to me that there's um, – You know, some organizations get that, and some organizations seemingly have no clue. And it's like, ah, whatever the coach wants to, whatever his gut says. You know, we'll just guess and we'll go ahead and challenge this. Even though anyone watching the game, even at not even slow motion on live time, says, well, there's no way they're going to win that challenge. Ross, it is beyond depressing if you're a Cleveland Brown fan to watch this guy coaching your team.
1: Two of the worst challenges I've ever seen in the same game. Unbelievable. Um, we, I leaned Oakland, you leaned Houston. I should have put a bet on Oakland. I leaned green Bay. You put two units on the chiefs getting four and a half points. Packers end up winning by a touchdown. So you lost two units there. And then Monday night, Steve, I was on the sideline. And by the way, I think I'll always put a bet on the Monday night game if I'm going to be on sideline because it definitely makes it even more interesting than it already is. Uh, you know, we each had two units on the Dolphins getting 14 and a half points. It was a best bet. They're up 14 nothing. Final score, 27-14. Steve, they almost blew that. I texted you. I said, we're up 28 and a half to nothing. And they almost blew it.
2: I was going to mention to you, Ross, that that's like in Vegas that's a no, no. Whenever you've got like a bet on a game, you never say, we got this (laughs) early on. Um, you know, I got to ask you my understanding and I'm not an X's and O's football guy, but I've never seen an NFL team rush eight guys on one play. But the only, the only time I think you would ever want to do that is say you're trailing by four and the other team has like, third and four with two minutes to play and you say, you know what? If we don't stop them here, the game is over. We cannot let them have the first down on a third and 20 at the end of the first half, when there's no way that you're going to give up a touchdown. That is the oddest play call that Miami dialed up your thoughts on that.
1: Horrendous. I know a lot of people were saying it's evidence of tanking. They're not, I mean, they were trying to win the game. There's a lot of other ways you could tank better than just sending an all-out blitz. I mean, what if one of your guys trip sacks? I mean, they take it. I mean, take it to the other way, or what if he throws a pick? But the idea is, teams a lot of times blitz on third and long because they know you got to get the ball out of your hands quickly. You throw it to your hot route, or you throw it underneath. You make the tackle, and boom, you're you're off the field. And maybe they were trying to prevent the Steelers from even getting into field goal range to make it a one-score game, one-possession game at least. But I thought it was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Third and 20, they're at the 45-yard line. 20 seconds left. There is no way they're getting a touchdown, to your point. Even a field goal, you know... Let's say you, you did that sticks defense. You play zone. You have four guys across at the sticks, third and 20. They, ta- they catch in front of you, rally the ball and tackle them. Or let's say you tackle them after 15 yards. Still a 47-yard field goal. You know, Still fourth down and a 47-yard field goal, which is not a gimme. It was horrific, Steve. There's no way around it. It was horrific and really disappointing. And I can tell you, I was there with Tomlin and the Steelers players right afterwards. Then I walked past all the Dolphins players to get my grilled chicken caprese sandwiches that I had hidden. And the the difference in the emotions for those two teams night and day. I could have told you right then that the Steelers were going to win that game. I would have bet a lot of money that the Steelers were going to win that game at the point. The Dolphins were just like so disheartened and conversely, the, the the Steelers were like, all right, we got this now. And they had so much momentum, which I know people say isn't a thing. I'm here to tell you, it's a thing. So for the week, Steve, I was down two units. You were even, which means for the season, I'm up 10 units. You are still exactly even, although we were two for two on our best bets. So we're now 12 for 17 on our best bet. So that, was a good part. Let's move on to Week 9.
3: All right, Ross, Steve, our lines once again, as always, presented by BetOnline.ag. Ross, let's start off with Thursday Night Football. San Francisco laying 10 points at the Arizona Cardinals with a total of 43.
1: Yeah, BetOnline.ag, promo code PODCAST1 for that 50% welcome bonus. And as soon as I win this dumb PODCAST1 Sportsnet challenge I somehow haven't won yet, I get to put $100 in five of your accounts. So, betonline.ag, promo code podcast1. If you have five seconds, go check out how I haven't won that uh, picks week each week. I don't know how that's happened. Niners are really good, and the Cardinals are having some running back issues, which is concerning to me because they were getting a lot of production from the running game with David Johnson Chase Edmonds, now they had to go out and sign like Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner. Not nearly the same players. Probably against my better judgment, Steve, but 10 points is a lot. One unit on Arizona at home getting the 10 points.
2: Yeah, I would have looked towards Arizona except for last year. If you recall, Arizona did what they've done the last four years. They swept the 49ers, and frankly... San Francisco should have won both those games, so just gut-wrenching losses for the Niners, so if there is a bad team that they're not going to overlook, and I think the perception is such that Arizona isn't even a bad team this year, it's going to be the uh, 49ers matchup against Arizona here, after what they just did to Carolina, I can't do it, I'm going to pass.
3: Steve, let's go to Sunday, and we'll do an early one. Across the pond in London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Jacksonville and Houston. Texans laying two, 46 and a half the total.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put a – I'm going to put two units on Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville here. Um, they've got experience having played in London every year the last seven years. It's Houston's first trip to London. And further, Jacksonville certainly has the pass rushing edge. They're reigning in on Darnold and, and the Jets. Jacksonville's now fourth in the league in sacks. And what's the book on Houston? Well, if you can get at Watson, he's not nearly as good a quarterback, and certainly Jacksonville can do that. Two units on Jacksonville.
1: Not only that, but it's the first game without J.J. Watt. I don't care what they say. That's deflating to the Texans to no longer have Watt and his services. He's still a very productive player. I think that hurts him. Uh, I think you make some other good points. I'm with you on a best bet. Two units for the Jags. It seemed like uh, Minshew got his mojo back a little bit against the Jets. So two units on the Jags as well. I think they're going to win the game outright.
3: The best bet. Ross, the Buffalo Bills, your Buffalo Bills, nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Washington Redskins at home in Buffalo in Orchard Park, 37 the total.
1: The games in Buffalo, as you said, the Redskins played last Thursday night, so they actually had some extra time to get ready for this game. Uh, You know, their quarterback status is still a little bit up in the air. Now they got the turmoil of Trent Williams, whatever's going on there. But 9.5 points is a lot for a Bills team that is offensively challenged. I'll put one unit on the Redskins getting those 9.5 points.
2: Yeah, I'm going to pass this game. Certainly Buffalo exposed last week. They give up 31 points to Philly despite the rain and the 20-mile-an-hour winds. And I think we got to look at Buffalo and question, you know, is this team just a fraud that 3-0 start Jets – New York Giants with Eli, Bengals, and, of course, a win against Miami as well. But um, Haskins could wind up being the starting quarterback for Washington, and I cannot play Haskins. So um, what do you think, Ross? What do you hear from your guys? Is Keenum um, likely to start or just still questionable?
1: I don't know. I You know, it's Wednesday and they haven't even practiced yet, so I don't know. Um, I don't really have a, a sense of that yet. just a pass. All right, Steve. Carolina
3: and Tennessee Panthers favored by four, 41 and a
2: half. I'm going to like Carolina here for two units. Um, I think the Titans clearly overrated back-to-back fortunate wins. Chargers scored, what, three times in the final minute, had them all called back, or they would have been able to beat the Titans, and now the Titans just beat the Bucs, and they were fortunate to win that game, so I've got an overrated Titan squad, and I've got The better team in Carolina that just got pounded by a really good 49er team, so they're in a good spot to bounce back. Because of that, I am on the favorite.
1: Um, yeah, I kind of I tend to agree with you. I'm only going to put one unit on it, though. I don't feel as strongly about it as you do, and I wonder a little bit about the psyche of young Kyle Allen, who had never thrown an NFL interception. Hadn't even lost a start yet, and now, you know, he throws three, they lose. You know, you don't really learn about NFL quarterback until they have that kind of game and see if they, whether or not they're able to bounce back from it the next week. Just one unit for me with Carolina laying the four, but it is a best bet.
3: The best bet. Next game is Chicago and Philadelphia. Eagles at home, minus five, total 43.
1: I'll be there for the game. Um, you know, Chicago, obviously a desperate team. I think they're going to pull out all of the stops. I, I think Trubisky's going to run it a little bit because they realize that is an asset that he has. He's, you know, There's talk about him getting benched. I think he's going to do whatever he takes. And if, that need, if that means he needs to run, I think he'll run. I do like what I saw from the Eagles last week quite a bit, especially running the football. I think both teams try to run a lot. I think this is a fast game. Um, I like the Eagles laying the five points. Only one unit, though, because the Eagles have been a little Jekyll and Hyde. I will, though, put uh, two units on the under. I just don't see either team scoring a ton of points in this game. Chicago's offensively challenged, but their defense is really good. I think the Eagles are going to focus on the run. Um, So two units on the under 43. And one unit on the Eagles lay in the five.
2: I'll lean to the Eagles. Chicago somehow lost last week despite dominating the stats versus the Chargers. And Chicago does have revenge for the double-doink playoff loss. So that favors Chicago. But the bottom line is Philly's slowly getting healthier. It's possible Sproles left tackle Peters. Deshaun Jackson might – some of these guys might return this week. And bottom line is that was extremely impressive what Philly did against Buffalo last week, getting the running game going in the adverse conditions. Lean to Philly.
3: Steve, Kansas City at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota in this one favored by two, 48 and a half the total.
2: Yeah, the big question, is it possible that Mahomes returns? I think it's unlikely. Given that, I think that... Um, You've got to go ahead and look towards Minnesota. I'll put two units on Minnesota at minus two. I'm confident that when Matt Moore gets reported as being the starting quarterback, that this spread will indeed go up.
1: I'm with you. I would be very surprised if Mahomes plays. And I think the Vikings are in a real good place right now. I I don't know that Matt Moore can play much better than he played Sunday night. And they still lost. I got two units on the Vikings as well. Another best bet. The best bet. Ross, the game I know that you're excited about
3: most, it's the Jets. Minus three at the Miami Dolphins, 40 and a half the total.
1: You know, the Dolphins aren't that bad. They're really not. And the Jets aren't very good. I'm putting a unit on the Dolphins, getting the three points. I know that's like almost picking them to win a game when they haven't won any, but there's just a lot of turmoil with the Jets whereas I feel like there's more resolve with the Dolphins to actually get a win so I'll go one unit on the Dolphins getting those three points they've been knocking on the door now three games in a row to win if they're going to win one at home against the Jets is a pretty good chance
2: yeah I'll lean with the Dolphins they've certainly been much better with Fitz at quarterback his QBR the last three games I see a 60 I see an 80 and I see a 40 That's a whole lot better than Josh Rosen had, I believe he was at 18 or 19 for the year, and uh, much better than Fitz's first couple games when it looked like the Dolphins were tanking. They're not tanking. Uh, They're playing hard. I am concerned by the fact that the Dolphins, every time it looks like they're about to possibly win a game the last three weeks, all of a sudden they have some horrific play calling and performance, and that is certainly a concern of mine so just a lean to the dolphins
3: steve our next game it's indianapolis Uh, they are one point favorites at the pittsburgh steelers with a total of 43
2: you know i'm going to play a teaser here i'm going to go ahead and tease pittsburgh i'm gonna do a six and a half point teaser so i'm gonna tease pittsburgh up to plus seven and a half and i'm going to tease them with the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, and so Jacksonville will go up from um, plus two to um, plus eight and a half. And it's all about um, Indianapolis plays close games. They've had seven straight games decided by seven points or less. I'm not sure who's going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a very close game. So two um, two team, six and a half point teaser on this for two units.
1: So that negates the, your earlier bet on the Jags?
2: No, bet them both. Double down, Ross. A lot
1: of action on the
2: 6.30 um, a.m. London game.
1: All right. So then for people that are new, all you need is the Jags and the Steelers to both stay close and you win. Yes. I'm with you. I'm doing it. So we teased the Steelers to uh, seven and a half, you said?
2: Yep, got to get the hook on the seven above it, so we, we do do what's called a six-and-a-half-point teaser, pay a little bit of extra vig, and, and we get the Steelers all the way up to seven-and-a-half.
1: And the Jags are then eight-and-a-half? Yes. All right, I'm doing that same two-team teaser. I like it. I think they both have a great chance to win outright, and now you're going to give me more than a touchdown each? I like it. I like, I'm tucked the teaser. Let's do it. Best bet.
3: Best bet.
1: All right, whose turn is it? Ross? Um, I think it is. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, it is now anyway. It's Detroit and Oakland. At Oakland, two-point favorites are the Raiders, 50 and a half the total. Go ahead, Ross.
1: Yeah, I would lean Raiders here, but Matthew Stafford's just playing so well, it's kind of hard to pick against them, especially when they're getting points. So I'm going to pass this one.
2: I'm going to lean all Oakland as well. Strength of schedule, wow. Oakland just got done with an absolute murder's row five games away from home. Um, Minnesota, Indy, Chicago, Green Bay, Houston. And remember, they played Kansas City at home before they left on that road trip. So I think Oakland is undervalued. they performed much better than expected. My only concern is after the 21,000 miles, oftentimes when a team's been away from home for 50 days, or just on any long road trip and they come home, the home distractions get them. I know NBA bettors love betting against NBA teams when they come home from long road trips. So I'm just going to lean to Oakland.
3: Steve, Tampa Bay Bucks at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle favored by six. Total in this one is 51.5.
2: So the Bucks burned me last week. I'm going to play them again. One unit on the Bucks. Strength of schedule edge for the Bucks, who played the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL. Despite that, the Bucks actually have the better stats than Seattle. The Bucks are outgaining their opponents on yards per play. Seattle is getting outgained. Um, because of that, I hate betting on this team. I'm just going to play one unit on the Bucks.
1: You know, I, I write a, a weekly column, Steve, for BetQL.co and the BetQL app, and uh, my pick my pick of the week was the Bucks. They should have won that game last week. The Seahawks are not the same team at home that they used to be. Their only two losses are both at home. Now, Baltimore and New Orleans are good teams, but even their two wins, they beat the Bengals by one point. They beat the Rams by one point. The, the, the Seahawks are better on the road than they are at home. I, I, their defense is not what it used to be. I think the Bucks have a chance to throw the ball all over them. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks win the game outright. You now, it was six and a half when I wrote the story. Now it's already down to six, but I got two units on the Bucks. That's the best bet.
3: The best bet.
1: Ross, Cleveland
3: minus three at the Denver Broncos. Low total of 39.
1: Really low total. This is a weird one. Uh, I don't know that much about Brandon Allen. I don't know how they'll use him. I would definitely lean Cleveland with Brandon Allen starting at quarterback for the Broncos, but I don't know, maybe he comes out and plays pretty well. I mean Flacco is playing okay, but he wasn't lighting the join up. Sometimes you have that new quarterback in there. They do some different things with him, simplify the offense, put him in a position to succeed. It's just a it's just a lean for to Cleveland for me.
2: I'm gonna pass. Cleveland's certainly getting healthier. They've got everyone but one guy back in the secondary from all those injuries, and I am concerned that Oftentimes, all these NFL teams seem to be getting bumps from replacing quarterbacks, especially considering Flacco was already creating problems with his um, talk about how the play calling was poor for Denver. I'll pass the game.
3: Steve, the Green Bay Packers are in Los Angeles. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Chargers. Total is 47.
2: Yeah, maybe a home game here for Green Bay in L.A. They're going to take over the stadium, and because of that, I'll lean to Green Bay. The Chargers may have beaten the Bears last week, but it was a phony win. The Chargers let the Bears have 370 yards. Bears hadn't gained 300 yards all year long. Could only look towards Green Bay. I'll lean Green Bay.
1: So uh, I'm going to lay the points. That whole place is going to be Packers fans. Packers have been very consistent. I'm a little hesitant just because the Chargers fired Ken Wisenhunt what that might mean for the offense and how the offense performs. I think that's a legitimate concern. Um, but I'm showing faith in in Aaron Squared, Rodgers and Jones, two units on the Packers laying the three and a half points. Chargers still are not very good.
3: All right, Sunday Night Football, Ross, New England, three and a half point favorites at the Baltimore Ravens. Total is 45.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things. I want to take the Ravens. Patriots aren't playing very well. Ravens at home. Ravens are playing well. You just It just doesn't go well when you pick against the Patriots. It just doesn't. So they'll probably find a way to win. They almost always do. Probably ends up being by more than a field goal. So I'll just lean Baltimore, and then I'll be mad at myself when the Ravens win or the Ravens lose by a little because it's what I want to do, but I'm not.
2: Lots of reasons to like Baltimore in this game, including that Patriot offense can't run the ball at all. 3.2 yards per rush, tied for last in the league. Uh, and Baltimore in the good spot off of a bye. However, the Patriots blindly betting against them. You'll cash 40% of your tickets, 40, that's it, since 2001. And the Patriots, they're 6-2 and two against the spread this year. All this team does is cover seemingly undeservedly so oftentimes I'll pass.
3: Final game of the week, Monday Night Football. Steve, the Dallas Cowboys' seven-point favorites at the New York Giants. Our total is 48.
2: I'm going to lean to the Giants, and it's all about line value here. Let's think about this. These two teams played week one. The game was in Dallas. Dallas was laying seven. So now fast forward to halfway through the year, and we ask ourselves – Relatively to, to, relative to expectations, how have these teams done? I would argue what Dallas has done about how we expected them to do, and the Giants have done a little worse than we expected. Well, given that, how is it possible that this line, despite it being in New York, is also seven, the same as it was week one? In other words, if you wanted to bet Dallas against the Giants, you should have laid the seven week one, not lay seven on the road here, so I'll lean to the Giants.
1: I'm going to put one unit on the Giants. Uh, They came through in Detroit. They do score enough with Saquon Barkley and this Darius Slayton kid, I think, to keep this game close. Cowboys win. Giants probably get a late touchdown to make it a six-point loss or seven-point loss at worst. Hopefully Um, their defense is just so bad. But one point on the Giants. Excellent work, Steve. Very, very helpful to always get your insight on these games. And then you take that insight and you go to Yahoo Daily Fantasy because Steve gave you a little insight the higher scoring, lower scoring. Yahoo Daily Fantasy recently released a new 300K NFL baller contest with 30K going to first place. Only $10 to enter. Check it out today. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week. With guaranteed, guaranteed cash prizes. Even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can still walk away from a game with a little cashola. Get started now. Yahoo.com slash Daily Fantasy. That's Yahoo.com slash Daily Fantasy. When you make your first deposit, use promo code POD25 for $25 in free play. That's POD25, promo code for $25 in free play. That'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. Highly encourage you, if you play fantasy or daily fantasy, to check out Joe Dolan on the Fantasy Feast podcast. He is an absolute stud. There's no question about it. It's been very helpful for a lot of people so far this season. Of course, the trade deadline stuff was broken down Extremely well by our guy Andrew Brandt on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. So you can check that out or just check out my power rankings from yesterday. Other than that, we got Greg Cosell, the GOAT, on tomorrow's Ross Tucker football podcast. If you love the X's and O's stuff, I think we're done here. Oh, no. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.